0: This is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 86 of the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I have a giveaway to announce and a great story to share, but first I'd like to tell you the winner of last episode's drawing giveaway. Everyone who left a comment under the show notes on my blog for episode 85 was entered to win the beautiful package of skeins in the stacks yarn along with the latest issue of Jane Austen Knits magazine. I randomly chose between the comments left and I'm happy to announce that the winner is Kristen or Globalite on Ravelry. Congratulations Kristen! I'll be in touch with you shortly to get your mailing address and to get this beautiful prize off in the mail to you as soon as possible. Thank you to everyone who participated. In my last episode, I mentioned to everyone that I was really knitting up a storm, and the past month has really been no exception. I am just really going through a hardcore knitting phase right now. Last time I recorded, I was working on Hannah Feddick's cradle cardigan as a gift for my friend who's due next spring. And I finished that, and I wanted to make a matching hat for it to make it a little bit more of a substantial gift. I thought it'd be nice to give her a set. So I thought about maybe making a bonnet. I had a bonnet picked out in that Jane Austen Knits magazine I was telling you about. But I decided that the style might be just a little bit too frilly for this mom as a gift. So I decided to go with the garter ear flap hat pattern from the Pearl Bee instead. Now, if you've never checked out this site, thepearlbee.com, I really suggest you do. They always post the cutest free knitting patterns. I really like the look of this little hat in particular. It's simple. But i felt that the garter stitch really nicely matched the garter stitch used on the borders and button bands of the cradle cardigan so it kind of looks like it belongs together since i wanted to use the sport weight yarn to match the sweater that i made however i did have to adjust the hat pattern to work because it did call for a worsted weight so if i'm remembering correctly i believe i knit the adult medium in the sport weight yarn and obviously a smaller needle, and it came out just the right size for a baby. This is an adorable yet simple little hat in a very quick knit. I could imagine that if I was knitting a small size on the thicker yarn, I could probably get this whole project done in an afternoon. I highly recommend this pattern. After that project, I immediately cast on another hat, this time the adorable foxy and wolfy pattern on Ravelry, and I decided to knit this one for my son. I cast on this hat for no other reason than I simply fell in love with this design when I stumbled upon it on Ravelry. This is a two color hat pattern with short row shaped ears made to look like either a fox or a wolf. It's seriously the cutest thing. And I even had two perfect skeins of both of these colors that I would need just sitting in my stash. I had a creamy white from the company, Big Bad Wool, which was a lovely yarn to work with. And also some of the snow capped yarns that was hand dyed in Cordova, Alaska in just a gorgeous fall orange colorway. So it was just a perfect match for the fox hat. I greatly enjoyed knitting this hat because it was not only fast, but I also learned some new techniques. For instance, intarsia in the round with short rows. Genius. I have never done that before. When I finished this hat intended for my son, my daughter was very, very jealous. The good news is that it not only stretches to fit my huge three-year-old son's head, but it also fits my nine-year-old daughter as well. She's very petite, and has a very small head circumference, so I'm sure that that had something to do with it. This fox hat is so cute that even my knitwear-hating son asked me to put it on, but also I'm glad that he is agreeable to sharing it with his big sister, so I don't feel the need to make a second one. My daughter actually wore the hat to school a couple of times and came home to report that all of the kids loved it and wanted one for themselves. I have to say, that made me feel pretty good. This hat was fun to make, it's painfully adorable, and a complete success with both of my children, along with a class of third graders. So there you have it. If you're looking to make a cute hat and help a little one in your life to become You know more popular in school you know what to make two birds one stone shortly after the fox hat i decided to cast on another baby sweater to make as a gift recently my childhood best friend of 26 years gave me some unfortunate news her sister-in-law who is in the last trimester of her pregnancy with her unborn daughter got some very bad news after a recent ultrasound. The doctors decided to induce her labor and nobody knew if the baby would even survive the birth. But the good news is that the baby did make it through and is now at home with her parents and older sister. I don't think anyone yet knows what the future holds for this little baby girl, but I know that their family has a lot of support. Although this is a relative of my closest friend, I don't really know the parents of this baby well at all. They're really only acquaintances at best. I've only met them very briefly and they don't live close by. But when I heard this terrible, terrible news from my friend, I literally felt crushed for this family. I felt such a desire to help them in some way, but I really didn't know what to do because they don't really know me and they don't really live nearby. So I decided to knit their tiny little new baby a sweater. I know it seems silly, but knitting the sweater was kind of therapeutic for me. It made me feel like I was doing something to help in some small way. I knit the yoked cardigan by Hannah Fettig in the smallest size, and it literally took me only, like, two days to complete. I packaged up the little sweater with a I know you don't know me, but I am so sorry about what you're going through card. And I sent it off in the mail. I haven't heard anything in response, which is completely okay. But I really do hope that this family receive this little sweater. And even if little baby Nora never ever wears the sweater, I hope that they will know that a fellow parent out there is thinking about them and their little one. On a much lighter note, after that project, I then cast on yet another sweater. This one was for my son. I seem to really have been on a roll lately with children's knitting projects. I just keep wanting to make them. I don't know why. This sweater that I knit for him is called the Baby Latte Jacket, and I knit it out of Quince and Company's Osprey yarn in the honey colorway, which is a green-gold color that people either love or hate. There doesn't seem to be any indecisiveness when it comes to people's opinions about this color. I happen to love it, but I can understand why some people think this color is a very odd choice. So I knit up this little jacket and it is so cute. I made the hooded version and what I like about it is that this hood was worked seamlessly from the top down. I've knit a few hoods in my day, but I've never worked a hood in this way before. It was so easy. The other nice thing about this jacket is that the button bands are worked in this gorgeous woven textured stitch that is really striking and it adds so much to the sweater. If I can bribe my son into it, I will be posting up pictures of this adorable little jacket very soon. Currently, he doesn't seem very excited about this jacket. He'd rather wear the fox hat. So in this episode, I have the most beautiful collection of new yarn to share with you. Many of you listening are undoubtedly already familiar with Veronica Job, the writer of the Yarn on the House blog. I've mentioned her on the podcast in the past. Over the years, Veronica has maintained a very active presence in our knitting community by interviewing tons of designers and offering many fabulous giveaways on her very popular blog. I've known Veronica for several years now. She's actually interviewed me a few times over the years and has also kindly test knit many of my new patterns. She's actually photographed some of my designs as well, which I've used her pictures on my blog or in my patterns. I've always appreciated Veronica's attention to detail, so when I heard that she was starting up her own yarn company, I knew it was going to be good before I even laid eyes on it. And guess what, I was right. Yarn on the House Yarns, which it's abbreviated, so on the tag it's Y-O-T-H Yarns, is a venture that Veronica recently started with her little brother. They currently offer two weights of a lovely Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend yarn in DK weight and fingering. The DK weight is named, of course, Big Sister, And the fingering weight is appropriately titled Little Brother. Adorable. They are currently developing four color palettes with a focus on sophisticated unisex colorways, which are not entirely common in our industry, don't you think? Veronica kindly recently sent me out a sampler of three of their new raw palette colorways, which are a stunning selection of muted and refined neutrals. I have here the most beautiful wound mini skeins of their DK weight yarn, grouped into gradient grays, navies, and browns. Veronica has kindly offered these collections as this episode's drawing giveaway prize. And since there are three sets of colors, I'll be picking three winners this time. So if you'd like to enter to win, this gorgeous yarn for yourself, please leave a comment under the show notes of episode 86 on my blog. You will have until January 15th to enter, and I'll be announcing the winner on my next episode. Also, be sure to visit the Yarn on the House website at yothyarns.com and check out all of these gorgeous colorways for yourself. Veronica's photography is seriously stunning. If you'd like to learn more about Yarn on the House Yarns, I'll be providing all of the necessary links in the show notes for this episode. And I invite you to listen to our next segment because Veronica has contributed her own personal knitting story entitled Finding Athena.
1: My little brother and I went into business together last year. I've been a knitter almost a decade now, and when I decided to leave my corporate job after years of contemplating whether to take the leap or not, I came to my bro and I asked for his help. I knew I couldn't do it all alone, and even though at the time he was not a knitter, he was and is currently studying to become a business major in college. So he didn't hesitate when I proposed for us to be partners. It's been one of the best decisions of my life, and I'm pretty sure Danny is enjoying himself as well. During the time that I left my 9 to 5, I was offered a position at a brand new local yarn store that was opening up, Tolt Yarn and Wool in Carnation, Washington. I still feel lucky to have been chosen to be a part of the Tolt Tias, as we have nicknamed ourselves. Tolt has been a huge supporter of ours, and we launched our yarn brand exclusively in their store this past March. We had a large trunk show, and an entire front corner of the shop was set aside for us to fill with our goodies. Well, you can imagine being new to the business, we didn't have many display pieces at the time, and we were definitely still learning everything about how to be efficient and consistent at bulk dyeing our yarns. There was a lot of many late nights that were not funny at the time, but we wholeheartedly laugh at now. I could talk about the dozens of times we forgot to tie up our skeins and created tangled messes that were impossible to unwind, or the time we had to start from scratch to develop our raw palette colors again because our methods were not precise enough. Oh yes, and the time that we heated my bathroom where we were drying all the yarn on stands with a space heater to meet a deadline and managed to melt all of my cosmetics. I could probably laugh now and chat about the fact that we were delirious with sleep deprivation those first several months, like we had just had a newborn. But in the end, it's all the beginnings of everything that make you proud to be the parent of the business that you have created. This time, however, I want to tell you a story of our little Athena, our mascot. As I mentioned, we had very few furnishings when we began, and when we were asked to hold our first trunk show, I wanted everything to be perfect. So we spent a lot of time sifting through thrift stores and antique shops, hunting for industrial vintage inspired pieces that would fit our look. One afternoon, we were in a quaint town close to us called Snohomish, visiting an antique mall. I'm not sure whether you've ever been to an antique mall but they are the most fabulous and the most difficult to shop at, in my opinion. It's the beauty and the curse of antiquing. Your eyes are bombarded with so many things to look at most of the time that by the end of the first aisle, your brain is mush and you can't see straight anymore. If I remember right, this shopping visit was our last stop of the day and we already had a trunk full of things we loved. We were really just walking through, not to miss any of the shops. My mom constantly brings us trinkets when she goes shopping. Small little memorabilia that she thinks will bring us luck and put a smile on our faces. This shopping trip, after the many hours of treasure hunting, she happened to stumble upon the cutest little sheep. I can only guess that this little sheepy is made out of clay or some sort of ceramic and is coated with a white glaze and was somebody's lovely garden art at some time in her life. I envision her in a knitter's lovely flower bed somewhere soaking up the sunshine. She stands about a foot tall and has the sweetest of smiles on her face. She was tucked under a table in the corner of the mall and it was a miracle we even came across her. As soon as our mom saw her, she knew we had to have her. It was our last purchase that day and we went home happy knowing that we had a new pet. I'm pretty sure Danny was relieved we were done shopping too. To throw an extra tidbit in, Jane, Danny's girlfriend, and Danny were at the time looking for a new puppy to adopt. They had found a darling Australian Shepherd girl that they were waiting for, but unfortunately the adoption fell through and didn't work out at the time. Our Jane was crushed. She had planned to name her Athena like the Greek goddess known for her wisdom. When we came home with our new garden decor, we all decided the one and only proper name, because every mascot needs a name, of course, would be Athena. Our girl has since come to every show with us to date. She has the most charming of faces, and all of the children that come by stop and pet her on her head every time. Athena is our token of all good things, and whenever we're feeling a bit overwhelmed or need our spirits lifted, we too pet her little head. I've really come to believe that life gives you opportunities when you are following your dreams. You still need to work hard to accomplish your goals, but if you do what you love, it will shine in your work. And I just know that Athena was always meant to be a part of our yarn family. Maybe we can find her a boyfriend next time when we're out and about.
0: Thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing your story with us. If you listening enjoyed hearing from Veronica and it made you think of your own knitting story, please get in touch. I'd love to hear it and possibly share it on a future episode. As a reminder, the show notes for this episode, as well as all episodes of Never Not Knitting, can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting, And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any questions or comments about the podcast or patterns, you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. That's all I have today for episode 86. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, and I hope that you'll join me again at the end of next month for episode 87. Until then!
2: She won't even do the dishes. The houseplants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are clicking from morning until she goes to bed. She won't take the time to brush her teeth. Let's not even talk about her hair. If it isn't about knitting, she just doesn't really care. She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching. And the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Nobody has clean laundry, no pants, no shirts, no underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters, and more socks than they could ever wear. There's yard in the fridge, in the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry. in the washer and dryer that's why she can't do any laundry I need some clothes she's never not knitting and it's making her husband mad I'm filing for divorce she just won't stop her stitching and the neighbors say it's really getting bad she's taking pictures of socks again Oh, poor girl, the house is burning up in flames. Oh nine one one! Her husband says, Get up, let's go. But she can't set down her project. She says, Just let me finish up this row. She's never not knitting, and it's making. Her husband, mad. her husband mad. She just won't stop her stitching. And well, she's losing all she had.